Tyler Anderson, and uh, welcome to Sandstones Podcast. Today, I have some pretty cool guys here who we haven't seen you guys in a while, but um, I'm sitting here with Chris. Yeah, what's up guys? I'm sorry, and we do apologize. It's been a while. Uh, things have been crazy. I know for me, I've had this cold I cannot seem to get rid of, man. It sucks so bad. And then, uh, dude, everything. Tyler, your new job, man. Congratulations on that. Thanks, man. It's I know crazy. that... Uh, You've been busy doing that, and Townsend, you've just been, uh, Townsend's the only one that's been right on track. I try. I try. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say I'm on track or anything. Yeah. I just feel like, uh, going into the, I, I feel like every year around this time, it gets kind of crazy in my life, and it's hard to, it's hard to keep all the ducks in order, so. You're doing a good job, though, staying consistent with writing and training and and working and and dating and appreciate it all that fun stuff (laughs) man so that's pretty sick sorry yeah like chris said sorry guys we missed a couple podcasts but i mean heck we've been super busy seems like since we got back (coughs) sorry from the no worries from the sedona mountain bike fest every weekend and every every weekday's just been balls to the wall yeah so and maybe that was a little bit of mountain bike overload for one weekend. <laughs> we needed a break. Yeah, it was epic. I mean, I talked probably more mountain bikes in those three days than I would in a whole couple months. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're not riding, the next best thing is talking about riding. So yeah, yeah. So awesome. We're pumped to be back here with you guys. Um, we're gonna get back on track. Uh, we'll be back on the first and the fifteenth of every month, hopefully, starting from now. Um, and I just wanted to throw out there today, too, big thanks to Diamondback Bikes. They're uh, kind of ones who are helping us bring this and make this podcast possible. Um, we want to share a discount code with you guys. If you go to, Chris, you want to give the internet site? Yeah, I get the, uh, so visit diamondback.com uh, slash partner, enter um, corporate code cycle for sandstone all caps number four. Uh, throw that in the show notes like always. And... Um, me and Townsend have been riding the Release 5C Carbon lately. We've been super just, I'm pumped on it. Uh, and I'm jealous on it. You're je- Tyler's jealous on it. So my <laughs> thing is, uh, it was kind of, I was interest, I was really excited to get on it because I was actually fortunate enough to actually get the whole 5C package with the DPX2 Rear Shock, the Fox 36, the whole nine, Stram Eagle. Eagle! So, yeah, the bird. And so... I was like, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get a good read on how carbon versus alloy. Um, but Townsend, he actually just went with the frame set and was able to put all his parts on carbon. And from what 
You've told me, Townsend, carbon's the real deal, huh? I'd like I it. Like, I feel like it's definitely the next thing. I um, I also dropped down a size and frames, so it's a little bit different to compare the two. But I can tell you that being on this bike in my extra large, I feel like I'm a little bit more playful, and I can kind of like corner better. I can say that I think I like the stiffer frame. So I do like the carbon, I'd have to say. Exactly. A little more responsive. Like I was able to ride it at the Sedona Bike Fest. And uh, I think we were talking during like just single track, just kind of groomed trails. You may not notice a big difference, but if you're getting into the big, well, where, where we were noticing the biggest difference, we heard on different podcasts that they may disagree, but it's all opinion. But our opinion is we noticed the the difference on thick, heavy, Rough terrain, technical, a lot of rocks, really like where you're going to get a lot of feedback on an alloy bike on carbon. It's um, more directive with, yeah. with your ride. And weight-wise, I don't really notice a whole lot in the weight thing. Where I like it is um, whenever I'm going up like short punchy climbs, I feel like the carbon just gets like up and over them really quick. And I don't know if that's just uh, like pedaling forces, it's not flexing as much. From what I understand, that's what's going on. And so... It just feels like I'm like up and over quick punchy climbs really fast. I don't know if you feel the same. I can definitely agree with you. Honestly, I feel like my climbing has improved a lot. Most of my segments on, excuse excuse me for bringing this up, but on Strava. Um, <laughs> no way, Strava's sick. The yeah. climbing segments, they, they definitely have improved. Yeah, awesome. So. And another tip is, uh, to wrap this up real quick, Townsend and me, we both went down to size. I was on a large last year. I went to a medium. Townsend on an extra large went to a large. So if you're out there, you're checking out Diamondbacks and you're struggling with the release or the catch and you're wondering, if you're right on that line where you can ride like a large or a medium or uh, extra large and large, I would definitely go with the size smaller. I think that these bikes are designed um, to just feel really <clears throat> playful with the suspension design and the long top tube and the short chain stay. They're just, they're really playful, really poppy bikes. And I think the smaller size will favor to people. Um, I would say the majority of people out there aren't hitting really high speeds. I'm sure not a lot of people out there on uh, the regular are hitting up to 35, 40 miles an hour. And I think that's when the smaller frame is going to feel a little bit uncomfortable. But anytime you're in rocks or corners or hitting jumps or berms, it's like uh, I think the smaller size is going to favor you Yeah, on these bikes. Absolutely. So, yeah, big big thanks to Diamondback, man. Um, they're a big reason why we're here today. So, so uh, yeah, we got a question today, guys. Um, well, actually, a couple of weeks ago, uh, and he sent an email in. And he's been listening to our podcast for a little, a little while now. Um, I'll just read it real quick. Uh, this is from Tim. He said, hey, Sandstone guys, been listening to your podcast a little bit. Appreciate your honest, humble approach to all things mountain bike enduro. I live in Gallup, New Mexico and have always mountain biked. I used to road race lots, etc. Lately, I've gotten way more into the skills side of mountain biking, feeling like a kid hitting jumps. At any rate, I've signed up for the May 5th Enduro in Moab. Never done one and not even sure I understand the format and process of it all. Just wanted to have something to look forward to and maybe guide my riding in the few months. Anyway, if you're game, I've got a few questions. I'll shoot your way in another email. So we sent him back an email. Here's just some basic questions he's asking. And I think a lot of this might answer a lot of questions for people. I just want to throw in there real quick. So stoked on Tim, man. That's cool that he's getting yeah. into uh, trying to explore different horizons and 
uh, staying on his bike and trying something new to kind of freshen yeah, it Tim, up. Yeah, Tim, that's sick, man. We're uh, Chris and Towns are going to be in Moab, so they're going to be pumped to see you. Yeah. Um, they're going to start going there and pre-riding here soon. Yeah. Um, but So a few questions Tim had. He says, he's m I'm mostly wondering about the in-between stuff. Is it a chill ride back up to the next segment? Do you have to hustle? Also, are you in a specific order like a time trial, which you must stay in? Or do you just get to head off the segment when you arrive at its start? Um, and then, uh, you know, pre-riding, what kind of pre-riding? Um, and uh, he's Tim's just trying to get focused and doing a bit longer endurance ride or two each week and then some shorter sprinting interval stuff, which sounds just right. Like, I mean, we're kind of doing that same training right yeah. now for enduro. But, uh, yeah, Tim, to answer some questions here, um, for the first part, what are we doing here is the format, you know, not even sure you understand the format. Towns, what do you think about the format? Yeah, also, I'd like to say, as well as Chris did, good job for getting out there and doing this. This stuff is, this sport is definitely awesome. You're going to find that in the XC... And the enduro, maybe you might like the way that the the enduro format is just set up. It's a little bit more mellow. You don't have to really blow yourself up as much. But don't uh, don't be surprised when you do or when you're uh, huffing and puffing down that trail. Yeah, but, I, I think uh, one of the most sorry towns. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but one of the most important things that you can be doing, which Tim's already doing, is getting them long miles under you, being on a bike for three to four hours. That's sick, man. Just go out, do some big rides, and just get used to sitting on your bike for that long because that's kind of what you're going to have to fight when you start racing enduro is like you're, you're sitting on a bike for a long time. There's plenty of time to get hydrated and stuff, but it's that, that base that you have to have that you're just going to be out on a bike for a while. Yep, and I, I agree with Chris there. If you, I mean, just be, get ready to be on that saddle for a long time. If you're racing amateur, I think last year when I raced amateur in Moab, I didn't finish till about maybe two o'clock in the evening or it's long days for the amateurs it's a long day out there and like chris said you're on the saddle almost the whole time and it's in the middle of the desert so yeah and then people you know yeah you're not trying really hard and you're not grinding it's not it's not a cross-country race but you do got to make sure your saddle's in the right place you do got to make sure that your bars and your stem and every your reach and everything you're on a good bike fit because over that long time period, you can start to get discomfort, you know, your your back can start hurting or your hips or something. And so you really want to make sure everything's in line just so you're comfortable on your bike all day. Yep, yep. You want to be good on that saddle. I mean, one little thing can really ruin your whole day. Yeah, and, and just because we're not punching out all the time, like just, um, uh, how would I say this, just uh, pedaling the, all the whole time you still get like that deep exhaustion just being out in the sun. It's, it's a different kind of fatigue, but it's there's a fatigue there that is very important to stay hydrated. And um, you don't really have to eat a lot, in my opinion. I think hydration is like the big thing. Yep. And uh, as far as the format goes, basically, you're going to have a set amount of stages you're going to have to do through the day. I'm guessing in Moab, I think we're going to have like seven, maybe eight. Depending upon what um, category you race in, if it's amateur, pro expert um expert and pro they get the same amount of stages usually i actually think moab will only have like four or five. Oh, really because it's just a one day okay yeah okay but so, there's some pretty long climbs yeah i mean you got some pretty long climbs and you still can be out there a long time as far as um how the format goes though you basically are not timed between your stages 
And usually they say, can you just get up and start transferring to your next stage? Don't, don't worry about getting there. You could probably walk the entire transfer and you would make it there on time, but... Exactly. Um, I'll jump in there real quick. I do think that there is a time with the Scott Enduro Cup. I don't have a lot of experience with the other Enduros because uh, all I've mainly done is Scott Enduro Cup and then local things. But I know with the Scott Enduro Cup, I do believe there is a time. I haven't had a chance to go and look at their rules, but it's a long time. and It's I've super seen, lenient because yeah. I've seen people come in like three or four categories after their whole entire yeah. category went. And they're like, yeah, just get in line and we'll drop you. Yeah. I, so. I've even seen riders like uh, some of the, like the Yeti guys and stuff. They'll actually go back to their truck and just kind of like sit there for take a while. Take a nap. <laughs> like not take a nap, but they'll just like sit under their tent and just have a snack or mm -hmm. their mechanic will look over their bike or something. And uh, and they'll, they'll still, granted those guys probably climb pretty fast, but yeah. um, they still make it to the, and I've seen guys come in with mechanicals and fix them or fix them on the side of the trail and still make it up with plenty of time. So yeah, Tim, I, I wouldn't worry about too much, man, about getting the next stage. You're going to get there. Take your time. Um, yep. Another thing, Tim, on starting, uh, with with a with the whole enduro series like the Scott Enduro Cup, um, they'll start out in Moab. Um, they're gonna give you your first stage. The pros they they're gonna do off results from last year for starting order. So whoever won the Scott Enduro Cup the whole series last year in the pro class will start first at Moab, and then they do in points behind and then new signups behind. But only on the first stage, so you're going to take off in the morning, you're going to have a, a muster point, they're going to meet, tell you, you know, about EMTs, this and that, and then they send you off. You go do probably a 45-minute climb. You're going to come up to the top, and then they're going to, you, you wait at the top forever. Like, we, we went pretty slow last year on the, on, the, on the climb, and I mean, I still think we waited another hour before they sent off the first guy. So a after that, then they'll they'll call you up and then they do like how how far apart intervals do they do one minute i believe it's 30 seconds yep so they, they start you off individually it's not a mass start like a cross-country race they, they do 30 second intervals and then uh, they have a, a timing system up top they're going to record and then they'll give you a countdown and then you take off and then whenever you get down to the bottom like chris and towns are saying you can just Either go to your truck if you got a mechanical, fix it real quick. You'll most likely have enough time to fix it and get back up to your next one. Then after the first stage, it's just however order you come in. Yeah. I know last year I had dropped uh, my multi-tool and I think my oh, CO2 came out of on um, stage one. I saw it too. Chris started like, in front of me. And it was like halfway down or not even halfway down yet. And my multi-tool and CO2 came out of my pocket that stage was so sick too. Yeah, was a fun when stage. I got down to the very bottom, I actually I walked. Now. <laughs> I actually walked on the side of the trail all the way back up, halfway up the stage, and back down to my bike, and still had like plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time yeah. to go to my next stage. So yeah, Chris and I rode up to the second stage together, and uh, I saw Chris hiking up yeah. like in the middle. I was like, dang, he's really committed to wanting to take pictures of me. But <laughs> I I remember I was like, that's probably his multi tool laying yeah. on the ground, and I should have swooped it up and told him something. Some man, zip it. up your pockets. So yeah, format. Um, it's pretty pretty lenient. That's yeah, about there is to. I mean, just get there. And just plan on a whole day just going from stage to stage, maybe taking little breaks here and there, but um, they're, they're pretty lenient on how uh, the whole schedule is.
Yeah, exactly. And then water, like uh, aid stations, I think in Moab. I've raced that race the last two years in a row, and there's always been an aid station. And I think you hit it like twice. Yeah. It's only, there's only one. It's in a good it, central location. Yeah, it's in though. a spot where you pass it multiple yeah. times. So, yeah, it's in a real good central um, location. You definitely have plenty of opportunity to fill up your water bottle and stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I see in your email you're going you're gonna to try and pre-ride um, either Thursday a.m., and then I'll, maybe also Friday, which pre-riding is real important in enduro. I mean, if you can't pre-ride, um, I think I think you're missing out on about 30 to 40 percent of the the race platform to learn the trail, kind of remember lines, scary spots or danger spots, fast spots where you can really open it up. Yeah, um, if it's possible, run a GoPro and then just get that footage on your phone and just look at it. Yeah, I know some guys that'll look at the footage on their phone before, like, right before they drop into the stage. It's pretty yeah. helpful. Yeah, we did, we did that last year in Angel Fires where <clears throat> we utilized it the most. You yeah. you went up to Idaho and really utilized it, but as a as a team, we utilized the GoPro and Moab. We did, yeah. but it helps. It is helpful. But granted, and then as much and like uh, some places where there's lift assistance. Just get as much run. It really helps to actually be on the trail yeah. riding it. I was going to say, at the end of the day, the most saddle time you have on the trail is where you're going to benefit the most. Yeah. I mean, we, we see pro teams there, and it looks like they've been there already for, like, a week before. And we get there, like, you know, on a Wednesday or Thursday, and the race is on a Saturday. But, like, the big teams, it looks like they get there the weekend before, and they spend all week just riding those trails. Big yeah, advantage cool. for big, them. Big, big advantage. advantage. Yeah, which yeah. is good. Good for them. Yeah, uh, I'd do it. But then, then I've even seen people show up like maybe only one or two days before the event, but they just hammer in laps, you know. <laughs> I've just even seen guys, you know, they come in Park City. There was a guy telling me he just got there, and I mean, he has to race. I mean, even you, Chris, I think you had to go and pre-ride a stage in the middle of the dark because yeah. Well, and I think it was the hoedown. You do you remember an angel? Oh, yeah, player? I remember that. I actually pre-rode before the race. Yeah. 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 And there, there's guys who do good. There's that, that gentleman who was from Texas in Angel Fire, and the day before he was at the GoPro Games up in oh yeah in Colorado, Yep. and then he raced yeah. that, which was a big mountain enduro. He came and got there that morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, rode one stage and then like he finished a top 10 in the pro class so that's pretty crazy. sometimes fitness and just your riding is going to pay off man yep so yep the longer every year you're going to get better it. and better yeah so i mean other than that tim i i mean i don't know i think uh you know we looked at the format pre-riding um the transfers what else would you guys throw in enduro it's just and the it's super fun like the guys like it's 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 fun to be able to chill out and actually like kind of get a meet some people from around the country on on your transfers you get some good conversations that's what i enjoy yeah it's a lot more kind of relaxed and then and then whenever you get to the top it's more like a bmx race and you get focused and go exactly. down the gate and props to you man for doing this one this is the moab's a little bit different than the rest of the season you got more of a climbing and you don't get any lift lift assistance you're middle of the desert so it's a little bit hotter but uh it's gonna be a fun one. Last year, I had a lot of fun there. I think all three of us did. So yeah, yeah, I did too. Make sure you run a lot of tire pressure because uh, it's easy to mess up rims and Chris, Chris's <laughs> rims after that race, they looked like uh, tortilla chips. Or they were, yeah, remember your plus tires are pretty shattered. Yeah, this year I'm actually running like a 
It's like Kushcore, but it's not a Kushcore. It's made by a company called Mr. Wolf, and so I'm gonna rock their. You're gonna try it. Their kit and see if I can uh, add a little bit of cushion to my uh, save my wheels a little bit because them square edges, man. I don't care. It's like if you even have. I think I usually run 30 psi and. Yeah. Still somehow manages to get my wheels. Yeah. It's not good. Let's see. So, um, you guys got any social media stuff this week or over the last month? I would say I've just been following closely with EWS. Those guys are rad. So exciting that uh, season's kicked off. If you guys can go check out the highlights for Colombia and Chile, man, those yeah, you guys are actually, next level. I mean, I haven't gotten to check out Colombia yet. I think we've actually posted both highlights on our Facebook page. Do we? Nice. Just, yeah. Thanks, man. But uh, I give it to Sam Hill for that because he's been he's been ripping it out there. Yeah. That guy's pretty consistent. That's so cool. Very versatile rider, man. Yeah. Just going from like the chilly conditions to the Columbia conditions and still just killing it. Yeah. That's it's nice. Uh, granite, like me and you were talking yesterday, that we're excited to see Richie Rude get back on some dry stages because the dude kills it. <laughs> I, yeah. It's pretty obvious he's not the greatest in the mud. I mean, he's probably still sick in the mud. But <laughs> wait. It, when it's a dry stage, dude, the guy was just—he was killing it in Chile till he had his uh, mechanic was flat. But the dude's fast, and the conditions are right. Yeah, I agree. I think last year he had the same trouble with it being a little bit muddy. But I feel like every dry stage he's out there and he's ripping it. So yeah, yeah it's sick, man. Yeah, that whole EWS is wild, and it's fun to watch because yeah. everybody in the top ten is just going so fast. Yeah, yeah. props to Sean Near too. That dude's. Yeah, yeah, good this season. There's a lot of guys that are doing good. So, um, Chris, did you? Uh, social media stuff, not really, man. I got the. I'm gonna try to find some links to it and stuff because I don't really know the name of it and everything off the top of my head. But there's two dudes up in uh, Grand Junction, Colorado. They're both super rad. Oh yeah, Light I'll probably rip, like butcher their names because I don't know say their last names. But I think it's Tim DeCosta and Caleb Weaver. I think. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they. They kind of, I think, I think, I don't know how their whole program works, but I think they're kind of teamed up in a thing called Lightbulb Media, but their stuff is sick, and I just noticed um, they're creating a video for, um, like, mountain bike riding in their area, and I think that's super cool. So I'm going to try to dig up that. I think they have, like, a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter account going. So I'm going to try to put that in our show notes. So if you guys can, just get in there, give them some money, some support, and look them up, man. Look up Lightbulb Media. And uh, show them guys some support because they do sick work and I'm excited to see them um, get their videos out there more because I think their videos are as good or better than a lot of uh, people making mm -hmm. videos in the industry. So uh, they're close to us. I mean, Grand Junction I consider very close to us. So mm -hmm. uh, show those guys some support if you can. I'll try to dig up whatever I can and put it in the show notes. But I like those guys. And they're good guys. We've raced with both of them and they're just super dude. Yes. Awesome dude. Genuine. They're decent. Genuine. Yeah. Decent guys. We it's like good to meet people yeah. like that. We like genuinity. Yeah. So just shout out to those guys, man. Good job. Keep up the good work. We're excited for you guys. Sick. That's all. That kind of all I got for social media. That's good, man. Yeah, Lightbulb <laughs> Media is sick. The EWS is going on. There's a lot of this time of year is an exciting time of year. Getting kind of antsy. So. Yeah, and we're shoot. What we're a month away from today is April fifth. So one month from now we will be in Moab getting ready to race in a couple hours. That's so sick, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I'll just, I'll just, I just gonna tailgate on to what you guys said. I mean, like both things are bad, they're really cool. So, um, thanks for checking us out today, guys. Uh, remember to check out the Diamondback website, corporate uh, or slash partner Diamondback slash partner uh, corporate code cycle for sandstone, and you have to put in an email. It's not, it's not a code you can enter at checkout. You have to create an account. 
and that's how you get these this pricing through sandstone cycles so yeah. big thanks to the diamondback guys uh thanks to tim man it's always good to hear from our listeners um hope to see you in moab and uh maybe we'll run in we could catch a little bit of pre-writing together yeah so. and <clears throat> thank you guys for shopping at the 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 diamondback stuff because it, it really does help us out and helps this podcast helps our racing yep and if you're on there looking at stuff and you, you can see that Diamondback doesn't have a lot in stock right now, they really don't, but their 17 stuff's kind of going out, but their 18 stuff's coming in pretty quick, mm-hmm. and um, I can't spill any beans or anything, but Diamondback is a committed company, and they are um, committed to doing some cool things in the future. That's about all I can say, so just keep an eye on them, and uh, they're going to go out there, and uh, they're going to throw blows with all the biggest companies in the industry, so yep. we're excited for them, and we're just super proud to be supporting them and them supporting us, because yep. it's, uh, it's a really good time to to be in mountain biking in general. Everything's progressing so much every day. Very cool. Yeah, biking's awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll talk to you on the fifteenth. I guess we're gonna we're gonna get back in the in the in the good good pattern of the pod, real world podcasting patterns. But yeah, oh, we're gonna go to, and then yeah, we're gonna go back in the real world. We're we're what it's five. 5.50, we're going to go all to our, our, our eight, 8 to 5 jobs now, so. Yeah, and then uh, I'm going to throw out there real quick, we actually, uh, our bike shop, we're going to try to kind of ramp that up a little bit, just doing a little more services, so if yep. you know anybody out there, basic services, uh, find us on Instagram at Sandstone Bike Shop, and we're just doing a little thing, chain alignments, some, uh, some tubes and stuff, nothing too crazy, but yep. swing by, man, we'll hook you guys up, and I uh, would love to meet you guys, and love to go ride with you guys. Yep, thanks Thank guys. You. Yeah. Towns, you got anything? Uh, I think that's it. Um, thanks for checking us out. You can also, if you have any questions, like always, check us out on Instagram. You can comment on something. Um, Email us. We'll try to keep updated more on the podcast, social media, etc. But uh, thanks for listening, and I guess we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. Peace out. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. Oh